Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus Christ is alive. He's the Lord God Almighty. Humans were born to fellowship with Him. His glory and presence is beyond description, beyond words. And He's available to every person on the earth. Amen. Lord, I bless those listening. I believe with them for their needs, for their healing. I believe with them that You'll reveal Your glory to them. Send out laborers, Lord, into the harvest fields in the Far East. It's in Japan, the Philippines, Indonesia, places where the Gospel's not as prevalent. Raise up men and women to proclaim the Gospel, to win the lost, to build up the body of Christ in the wonderful name of Jesus. Jesus Christ and the only true God offer everything a person dreams of. He offers, the Lord God Almighty offers pleasures forevermore, joy, peace, happiness. And and the greatest thing in the universe is His presence and glory. And that's actually Him, the Lord Himself. He is available to every person. The Holy Spirit is is Jesus Christ. And He is the Father God Almighty. He's God. Amen. And this week, the the title of this sub-series is The Secret Place. God Hides. And, and that's one of the reasons few people find His presence and glory. There's other reasons too. But, but I want to just emphasize, and this is all a person needs to hear. They can stop listening right now if they just hear the next 15 seconds. Humans were created to know God and, were born, and humans were born to fellowship with Him. And His presence and glory is on the 1 to 10 scale of pleasure is infinity. And everyone who makes it to heaven will fellowship with Him forever. Heaven is filled with the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus, the presence of God. One of the great deceptions in the world is that there's many, but one of the, the, the biggest is people think it's religion, that it's dead religion, that it's, and, and then believers are actually in dead religion, many, many of them. But as long as they're born again, that they've received the greatest miracle, and their divine destination is fellowship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Just a time out. This is Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim. Today I, I want to continue speaking about the secret place. Just a, a brief teaser. Tomorrow I plan to speak about, um, include the Jesus' famous miracle of walking on the water and how that reveals how God hides. And then Friday, uh, I want to try to speak about the road to Emmaus, another example of how God hides. Remember, Jesus Christ is God. Amen. When someone, um, 
And I also want to thank thank you for your prayers and for following this ministry. At the end of this message, I plan to just give a brief update on some exciting things happening in this ministry. Back to the subject, though. Here's 12 examples of how God hides. And if we studied the Bible, it would probably be dozens, dozens, maybe even hundreds of examples of how He hides. Yesterday I spoke about how three times in the Old Testament we read, humans asked God His name and and had encounters with God. And let's remember, they had an encounter with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit before Jesus Christ was revealed. But three times, God hid His name, and also, in one of the stories, He even hid that He was God. They at first, He was described as a man, and then, you know, by the end of the uh, this experience they had, which was just incredible, that's in Judges 13. Um, they, at the end of the experience, when, when God, Jesus, left them, they realized they had seen God and, and His countenance was very awesome. And so, and, and let's remember, we have the, the, the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ, you know, and He's a person. Amen. So here are the twelve, some of at least some of the twelve um, examples. I'll put these in the notes. Number one, we know Jesus taught in parables, stories. Number two, he taught in metaphors and also similes. You know, a simile is a comparison. Um, number three, he taught in allegories. An allegory, we, we see this especially in the Gospel of John in numerous ways. Um, uh, what's an allegory? It's a story, poem, or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning. And so, when Jesus revealed the four phases of knowing God, He used an allegory for the, fin- for the final three. He used water. And so, you know, many believers may read that and not realize Jesus is revealing there the four phases of knowing God. Phase number two, born of the Holy Spirit, born of water and the Spirit. Phase number three, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He spoke about water springing up to everlasting life. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the fourth phase, he is in John 7, rivers of living water flowing from someone, that's the anointing. Amen. And so, you know, you notice Jesus did not come out and say, there's four phases of knowing God. But it's all right there. Okay, number four, He did not say publicly He was God. Number five, He did not say publicly He was the Christ, the Messiah. Number six, he told his disciples not to tell anyone he was the Christ, the Messiah. Number seven, he told one person, a woman, a Samaritan, in private that he is the Christ. Number eight, he hid on the road to Emmaus. Number nine, he hid during the 
miraculous event when he walked on the water. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, he spoke about hiding. And I've mentioned that. Number 10, it, it, he said, your father who is in the secret place. Number 11, he said, I thank you, Father, you know, that you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to the babes, the simple. Number 12, he said, the kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field. For the, the treasure in a field, I will try to include a summary of that verse, some, some key points about it in the notes, just some highlights um this so let's let's repeat the verse the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field i think a, a key revelation in this verse which again is everything jesus said is an eternal revelation I mean just beyond anything we can even comprehend or imagine with our minds and in the natural <clears throat> I think the key is it's hidden in a field God hides Jesus hides this is a great man of God teaches about who has the anointing he, he gives great messages about <clears throat> these three realms of prayer. And as we seek Him, we lose our old nature. <clears throat> and if we seek Him with all our heart, we'll find Him. And that's, that's the treasure. That's what everything a person was created for, born to do. Everything a person dreams of is found in the presence of Jesus. That It's... I want to just continue to proclaim this, continue. And it's, there's so much in this one verse, this one, you know, it's one person seeking the treasure in the field and he finds it. It's a man or a woman, one person with God. That's what, that's the greatest thing in the, in the, the greatest miracle for a person is that having salvation, having that face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. And when they have it, they won't realize what they have. We don't realize what we have. Um, someone who's born again has their spirit person is now alive. And, and, and I've been mentioning in the spirit realm, incredible, supernatural things are happening they don't even, that are secret to them. Jesus prays to the Father and the Father sends the Holy Spirit to that person, the Helper, the Comforter. And in fact, the Holy Spirit was with them even before salvation. But now, it's the greatest miracle. And it all happens. It's all, you might say, invisible, right? It happens in secret. So many other things. When one sinner repents, angels are rejoicing in heaven. Um... And so we can access the spirit realm. And that's just, I just want to focus on how it, 
you know, one of the reasons we as believers don't experience His presence in glory, many reasons, things, cares, riches, pleasures, our old nature, our, our, you know, but also that, that we don't seek Him with our whole heart. That's probably one of the biggest. So that's the key. Seek Him with our whole heart. Amen. And that's... Um, there are, of course, many, many examples of how we miss it. I want to just mention one. Sometimes there's a, maybe a man or woman of God who's anointed and... Here's a something that uh, a man of God teaches. It's important to find our stream of the anointing, our Father in the Spirit, and that might be a man or a woman, right? And that's going to be a tremendous blessing for us. Sometimes, some I've heard some people say, oh, you know, I don't like this particular person, his personality or whatever. Okay? And they miss out on the anointing from that person. The anointing is actually separate from the person because the person's always going to... to um, a person is a, is a sinner saved by grace. They fall, all fall short of the glory of God. So it's that anointing that is such a... The anointing is a precious substance, a heavenly commodity. <clears throat> and so we as humans often do this. We as believers do this. Unbelievers, and I want to say this in love, not harshly, but we know that many unbelievers come up with all kinds of objections, right? I mean, they are apathetic, sometimes even hostile to the gospel. And we know, which right there in Scripture, they they might even persecute or make fun of of uh, people in ministry. Of, of you know, that's a you know, you've heard these entertainers who make fun of one I'm thinking of makes made fun of any minister who's asking for money. Okay, we all have a tendency to do that. But if someone is doing that kind of thing, they're missing out. I mean, for an unbeliever, the absolute most important thing for them in their entire life is to find Jesus. Get right with God. Get salvation. I mean, their eternal destiny depends on it. And if they're making light of things and... and you know, that's just there. Think of, I mean, we, it's beyond our human comprehension how much they miss out. Um, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, fully available, He offers eternal life. He offers everything a person dreams of. Eternity in heaven, in the glory of the Lord, the, the great the what humans were created to do and created for but God cannot make someone choose him he cannot because he made man into his own image and likeness Jesus told um, 
I believe it was, well, as a man who had an experience in heaven, Jesus cited the verse, the famous verse, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. And Jesus said, that includes my eyes because at some point I will have to turn away the creation that I love. I mean, we see numerous examples of Jesus' great compassion. He weeps. We see, it's in Scripture right there. He, he, at least twice that I'm thinking of, Jesus wept in Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter. Jesus wept numerous times as He talked to people in hell. He wept when uh, another man of God... It was actually, he was a boy when he went to heaven, Robert Slyard, and Jesus wept telling him about how, why do my people not take me at my word and believe? And, and, you know, do they not know that I have all power in heaven and on earth to back up what I said? All authority to back up. I mean, there's like, so, and Jesus Christ is God. That same compassion the Father God Almighty has that same compassion. It, so much that He would give Jesus to die for the world. To, you know, so what an awesome overall truth that that same compassion the Father God Almighty had to give Jesus as a man to die for the world. He's the same. Jesus Christ and the Father, the same yesterday, today, forever. That same compassion. Now, Again, we come up with all the objections. How could it be that life is so hard, that I've had all these problems, that I, you know, there's so much suffering? Reinhard Bonnke talked about, he debated, I think it was someone who wasn't a believer, who said, you know, if the gospel had power, you know, there wouldn't be so much suffering in the world. Um, Reinhard Bonnke's answer was, someone has to apply the gospel to get the benefits. It's, he said, you know, it's not enough to... Um, he gave an example. He said, someone who works in a soap factory can still be dirty. You know, they have to apply the soap. So, and... and I, I want to finish, though, with the one thing, the presence of Jesus. That's the answer for you, for me, for every person on the earth. And so wonderful. It's the Lord Himself. It's to think that God, again, His same, His nature, His character, He has given the Holy Spirit to everyone on the earth. And so God is merciful, gracious in giving, long-suffering, abounding in goodness. And we see that it's all parallel. He gave Jesus as a man who died for the world. He's given the Holy Spirit to every person. He's available. The, the most wonderful, beautiful person available. He's given the opportunity for every person to live in His glorious home, heaven for eternity. You know, His same 
we, if his nature the same all the way through from the beginning of mankind all the way until eternity and glory the same nature somehow we have have missed that Jesus Christ and the Father are one so we see all these wonderful things that Jesus does so wonderful and glorious you know that he weeps he prays and intercedes he serves he um and everything he's doing reveals the only true God Jesus gives he gave he gives so much if you studied John chapter 17 there's like I think it's more than 30 or 40 or uh, specific ways that God the Father and Jesus Christ give like so it the Holy Spirit I think does reveal he's the great revealer of Jesus Christ and it reveals that Jesus Christ and the Father are one and yet Jesus said my father is greater than I so his father's compassion and giving nature is even greater amen amen I briefly I want to again thank you I I don't want any focus on this ministry at all but I do want to say We've had a, an increase in listeners of this podcast, so I bless those listeners, Lord. Reveal your glory to them. We've also had just, I think it was two days ago, th- people from three new countries visited our websites. And, you know, we don't check all the stats for all the sites. We've got more than 50 websites. But someone in, well, visitor from Liberia, the nation of Panama and um, Sri, Sri Lanka. And so exciting things are happening. Again, I'm not, I haven't promoted, our ministry has not promoted these websites other than putting them in the notes of our podcast, mentioning them. And, and we've done a few videos that have mentioned them, but no promotion at all. I mean, our main website, wonderreality.org, is getting a lot of, you know, is getting visitors and new visitors every day. They are on the home page. The websites are on the home page. Um, so we're very grateful for your partnership, prayers, and support. But let me finish with I want to just mention something. You know, as I mentioned tomorrow, I, I want to present some things about the famous <clears throat> miracle when Jesus walked on the water. It's in the Gospel of Mark, but it's also in John chapter 6. Here's something I had not noticed. As I mentioned, Jesus uses water as a metaphor, really for, for the Holy Spirit, the, the living water, amen, and, and the, th- the final three phases of knowing God. In the middle, in John 6, that's in the midst of those teachings. In, in other words, in that order, John chapters 3, 4, and 7 reveal the phases of knowing 
um, the four phases of knowing God. John 6, Jesus walks on the water. So water is this, this is revealing that the Holy Spirit carries us. Amen. He, that's just one thing about that famous miracle. Um, so I just wanted to add that. Thank you for listening today. Blessings.